I want to take you back to the new video we're getting from the Middle East. The Iran-backed Houthi rebels are vowing to retaliate after a series of strikes by a U.S.-led coalition there. U.S. officials say they hit at least 30 targets, including weapons used by the Houthis to attack commercial ships in the Red Sea. Now, this follows retaliatory airstrikes by the U.S. in Iraq and Syria over the deaths of three U.S. troops in Jordan. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan tells CNN there will be further action. So here now to discuss this is CNN anchor Fareed Zakaria. He's the host of Fareed Zakaria GPS. Uh, Fareed, good to see you. Now, the Houthis say they will meet escalation with escalation, escalation. But just moments ago, President Biden told reporters the strikes against these militant groups are working. So what is the reality of this complex situation here? Well, what the administration is trying to do is to uh, thread a, a, a difficult uh, needle, which is uh, it has to respond to strikes that kill American servicemen. It has to show that it is, uh, you know, not going to tolerate this, going to respond to it, make the attackers pay a price. That all makes sense. On the other hand, the administration for the last hundred days has been trying to make sure that the war in the Middle East does not spread. And that means making sure that it doesn't turn into an escalation cycle that might draw in other militias, that might draw in uh, the Iranian government in some way, or Hezbollah. Uh, and so that's the, the, the delicate balance. And if you listen carefully to the president and Jake Sullivan and uh, administration officials, what they've been saying is two things. One, uh, we intend to respond uh, and we intend to respond forcefully. And second, the president does not want to widen the war. Um, and they've taken certain actions to signal what they're doing so that it doesn't come as a surprise. Uh, they've, taken, they've drawn some lines. They're not attacking inside Iran, for example. Uh, so th the question is, will everybody play along with what is meant to be this kind of somewhat limited and uh, carefully signal strike? Or will the Houthis decide this is their moment in the sun and they get they, they get a chance to escalate themselves? You know, the, the, the nature of escalation is it's it's not only your decisions that matter here, but it's the other side's decisions. Yeah. And, and, you know, along those lines, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, he's described the U.S. national security uh, in free fall, to use his words. But he and other lawmakers in the U.S., they've been calling for a more forceful response by the U.S. in the Middle East, including striking Iran. And I know you touched on it a little bit, but, but how, how dangerous would that move be, for one, when the U.S. and Iran are clearly both trying to avoid another war? But just along those lines of thinking, what would a more forceful response look like uh, before getting, of course, to an actual direct strike on Iran? Yeah, what Lindsey Graham is proposing, and you know, frankly, has been proposing off and on for years now, uh, is something much more direct uh, on Iran. And it's important to understand how provocative this would be, because this would be uh, an attack, an invasion, if you will, of Iran. Uh, Iran has not attacked the United States. These, these, uh, uh, this, this drone did not come from Iran. It came from a militia, militia that's based in uh, Iraq and Syria. Uh, and so it would be, in that sense, uh, uh, a escalation by the United States, but, you know, in, in, in a sense, unprovoked, if you think about the origin of the missile. Um, and part of the problem here is that you're dealing with these militias 
Uh, and it's very un unclear how you deter them. They live for this kind of battle. The Houthis, for example, endured 10 years of Saudi aerial bombardment, much more substantial than anything the United States is doing, much more indiscriminate than anything the United States did, and it didn't stop them. Because in a way, this is what they're searching for. This is the bait. What they want is the United States to get drawn into a conflict. They become the heroic defenders uh, of the Palestinian cause, the you know heroic anti-imperialists. Remember, the United States is deeply unpopular in the region right now because uh, of the, the Israeli military action in Gaza. So this all plays directly into what they're looking for. Uh, what I'm hoping the administration, the administration has showed it can counterpunch. That's great. Uh, the, you know, we have the largest military in the world. We're going after a, a bunch of bandits in the, in the desert. What, is in, what would be more uh, interesting to see and more difficult to achieve is can they politically move to defuse the situation? Can they effectively get a ceasefire? Can they, you know, the only time these militias stopped attacking was when there was an eight-day ceasefire uh, between these, uh, Israel and Hamas. So there is, even in terms of uh, the war not spreading, an advantage to seeing if you can politically de-escalate rather than showing that you can militarily escalate. I mean, we spend $800 billion a year on, 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 the, on, our, uh, on the Pentagon, but we know we can escalate. The wisdom comes in finding a path where we can politically diffuse the problem. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, U.S. officials have told CNN they believe Iranian leaders are nervous about some of the aggressive actions its proxy groups are taking, especially when they threaten the economic interests of Iran's key allies, China, India. D does Iran have realistically control over any of these groups, any leverage to potentially get them from their end to slow down what have been uh, some of these strikes and attacks? It's a very good question. Nobody really knows, but it does seem that the relationship between Iran and most of these militias is one of general support, financing, arming, uh, and then, you know, some broad directions such as, you know, take advantage of this moment. Uh, you know, the United States is, is in an awkward position. It's supporting Israel's military action. Exploit that moment. But it's very unlikely that, you know, there have been 150 or so of these uh, attacks. It's very unlikely that Iran is planning each one. And the Iranians always seem to show a, uh, a desire to, not, to be somewhat limited and incremental in the way they do this. They, they you know, they, it's a kind of pinpoint, pressure point strategy rather than something overwhelming. Uh, my suspicion is the Iranians are also looking not to escalate at this moment. Uh, but the most important thing we have to think about is the political surround of all this. You know, there, the, you have the, the war in Gaza going on. And don't forget, you have American troops in Iraq who support the Iraqi government. These militias also support the Iraqi government. So by attacking these militias, we are in effect attacking allies of a government we support in the Middle East. Uh, one of the you know rare large countries that, that where the United States still has a military presence. If the Iraqi government has to turn on America because you know it, we are bombing their their allied militias, that would be a political uh, problem for the United States. It could eventually lead to the Iraqi government asking American forces to leave. In fact, that's probably what the militia here is trying to achieve. 
politically, what it's trying to do is drive the United States out of this one country that it happens to have a fairly large military presence still. Um, and we should not lose sight of that. That is the poli their political objective, and we shouldn't yeah. play into it. Yeah. Well, Fareed Zakaria, uh, incredibly multifaceted uh, this issue is across multiple countries, diplomacy, military. I'm glad we, were, we, we had you here to break it down for us. Fareed Zakaria, really appreciate it. Thank you. All right.